Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 30th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Alright, this week we're going to do large gainers and losers in crypto. So, let's start off with Bitcoin, top gainers, Bitcoin God. Wow, okay, these percentages are unbelievable. So, with the Bitcoin God, we have a 1,275.8% gain. Second place, XSwap with 1,069% gain. Third place, XFinance with 515.4% gain. Fourth place, Nyan Finance with 275.7% gain. Fifth place, Fifth place is Armorus with 265.3% gain. Sixth place, Yearnland with 192.8% gain. Seventh place, Unibot.cash with 190.6% gain. Uh, eighth place, Nizo with 158.8% gain. Ninth place, Yearn for Finance uh, with 124.3% gain. 10th place, Yakuza DFO with 113% gain. Alright, top losers. Number 1, Orb V2 with 92.6% loss. Uh, y Fuel with 70.1% loss. 3rd place, Block Max with 52.2% loss. 4th place, Pai Dao Do V2 with 42.8% loss. 5th place, YF Moonshot with 40.89% loss. Uh, Sixth place, Yield Wars with 40.5% loss. Seventh place, uh, Toshify.finance with 40.3% loss. Eighth place, Wrapped Anthem with 38.5% loss. Ninth place, Strong with 35.9% loss. 10th place, YF Moonbeam with 30.6% loss. That is your top gainers and top losers of the day. Your overall total market cap is at $343 billion, up by 0.9%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright Cryptonauts, another reminder we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt QC. Trump and Biden trade blows and so did the markets. Donald Trump and Joe Biden went at it during the first presidential debate as markets did their best to dodge the punches. The two candidates spent 90 minutes insulting and interrupt, 
interrupting one another, prompting Biden to say to the U.S. president, Will you shut up, man? During the debate, Dow Jones futures jumped more than 250 points before reverse and lows. By the close of play, S&P, Dow, and Nasdaq futures markets were all in the red. In the build-up to the debate, traders have been placing bets on the contested election. According to the VIX Volatility Index, most commonly referred to as Fear Gauge, investors were bracing for a delayed outcome to the U.S. election. But, says a spokesperson from AAX, the world's first digital asset exchange powered by the London Stock Exchange, things are expected to be resolved coming Inauguration Day, as reflected in the expiry date of the bets being placed. Alright, next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Regulators don't trust the crypto industry's self-regulation survey. A survey published Tuesday by the Royal United Services Institute, UK's oldest defense and security think tank, found bank, banks, governments, and crypto executives share vastly different opinions about the self-regulation of cryptocurrency industries. According to the report, 63% of banks and 56% of governments saw digital currencies as a risk, while only 9% of people in the cryptocurrency sector agreed. The latter group was also regarded to be much more confident about their own tools and risk management policies than than respondents from traditional sectors. But the confidence over such self-regulation may be inflated. The crypto industry appears to have a great amount of confidence in their own ability to counter and detect risk, whereas governments don't have nearly as much faith, said Kaylin Eisenman, a research analyst with RUSI. Okay, next news. Written by Scott Chablino. Uh, crypto community reacts to U.S. presidential debates. <clears throat> The crypto industry doesn't trust either Donald Trump or Joe Biden to lead the United States. Judging by online reactions to the first presidential debate that took place last night, when Bitcoin was first created by Satoshi Nakamoto, it was no secret the cryptocurrency was born out of a libertarian ideology that rejected central government and promoted individual freedom. Yet, there are plenty of crypto figureheads across the rest of the political spectrum, but after last night's debate, they all seem to be united against both candidates. The worst thing I've ever I've ever seen, and I wrote Ethereum's Hexary RLPs encoded Patricia Tree specification, said Vitalik Buterin, co-founder of Ethereum, in a tweet. He wasn't the only one. I'm drunk and still can't overlook the fact that Biden has made multiple self-contradictory slip-ups. Trump relies upon ad hominems and fallacies to keep Biden off balance. Good night, cringe fest. Tweet James Lop co-founder and CTO of Casa, a company that provides a secure home for Bitcoin. Anthony Pompliano, co-founder of Morgan Creek Digital, tweeted he's disappointed, his disappointment about both candidates, saying that it's pretty crazy that these are the best two people of our country could come up with to be president. It didn't stop there. Even former President Obama was caught in the crossfire. Uh, people are more embarrassed by Trump's lack of debate, decorum by the thousands of more civilians murdered by Obama, tweeted Voorhees, CEO of crypto exchange Shapeshift, adding that, if you want to win over the public, your actions matter far less than your char- uh, charisma speaks eloquently ab- and you can get away with murder. Clearly, crypto Twitter wasn't satisfied, so much that there were calls to abstain from voting altogether. Yes, it was pretty bad. It was... 
probably it actually it is the worst debate I've personally ever seen. It was insane. It was garbage. The the moderator did a horrible job. It was the worst. <clears throat> Next news written by Liam Frost. Terrorist allegedly sent funds to Syria via French Bitcoin coupons. French police have arrested 29 individuals in connections to a Syrian terrorist group that allegedly used Bitcoin kiosks to send hundreds of thousands of euros worth of crypto abroad, local news outlet Capital Report on Tuesday. As Decrypt explained, French customers can buy special cryptocurrency coupons worth up to 250 euros, provided mostly by two local firms, Digicode and kept lurk in over 30,000 convenience and tobacconist stores across the country. These prepaid coupons can then be cashed in for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies via the provider's platforms. According to the National Anti-Terrorism Prosecutor's Office, the suspects were buying such crypto coupons and sending their scans to the group's lenders, two French nationalists who currently reside in Syria. The coupons were then converted into Bitcoin through Turkey. While customers need to provide their IDs to register an account on the coupons uh, issuers' websites and receive their Bitcoin, the terrorist group's leaders still managed to successfully activate their Bitcoin code. They did so despite having been sentenced in absentia to 10 years in prison and having international arrest warrants issued for them, the outlet, the outlet noted. That's crazy. Next news, written by Scott Cipollino. <clears throat> wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, there we go. Scott Cipollino, YouTube permanently bans prominent Bitcoin influencer. Da Vinci Germain, Germain? Jerem, Jeremiah? A popular Bitcoin influencer on YouTube with 82,000 followers was permanently banned from the platform yesterday. YouTube has made a habit of banning Bitcoin-related content on its platform in the past year. YouTube has previously explained this away by appealing to algorithm mistakes, but repeated bans of crypto influencers and content creators have led to the claim the video sharing platform is anti-crypto. Even Jermaine himself has previously been hit by YouTube strikes, but this time the damage is here to stay. Oh my god, my YouTube channel got permanently deleted. This is not just a strike, Jermaine tweeted yesterday. The decision has already gained attention by the wider crypto YouTube community. Earlier today, crypto YouTuber Sunny Decree posted a video discussing Jermaine's permanent ban. With this episode, I'm trying to support him, Decree said. Since then, the ban Jermaine uh, has tried appealing YouTube's decision, albeit unsuccessfully. He shared a, resp- uh, a response from YouTube which said, We have decided to keep your account suspended based on our community guidelines and terms of service. Clearly unsatisfied with the email, Jermaine added, I just hit you over the head with the guidelines and not show you how you vol- violated them because I don't want to get sued. YouTube issued a response to Jermaine's tweet via their at team youtube account they said they will do their best to provide more information to him if the decision is eventually upheld we have reached out to youtube for comment and we will update this article if we hear back all right that's unfortunate it's unfortunate but that's why uh, there's d.tube is coming out actually i think i think they're out or they're they're in the process of coming out dtube um check them out 
they should be uh, move everything over there. I mean, there's even um, library. Head up library. This it's ridiculous what YouTube is doing to uh, to crypto uh, crypto nuts. Anyways, next news ran by Will Heisman. Ripple to offset carbon emissions for XRP ledger. While cryptocurrency, Bitcoin in particular, are not known for the, their environment, environmental friendliness, blockchain payment solutions, Ripple is striving to ditch the stigma by creating an open source tool for projects to reduce their carbon footprint. Designed in collaboration with blockchain-based nonprofit Energy Web Foundation, the tool dubbed EW0 will allow any blockchain to decarbonize through the purchase of renewable energy in local markets worldwide. The XRP Ledger Foundation, the newly formed develop, developer hub of the XRP token, will be the first to employ EW0 to offset the network's carbon emission. While the mainstream adoption of blockchain and crypto is encouraging, we must constantly evaluate how we innovate to ensure the future of global finance is sustainable, said Brad Garland, how CEO of Ripple, adding, as digital payments continue to evolve, we need to make long-term systematic shifts as, a, as an industry to ensure digital transformation doesn't come at the cost of our planet. That is true. That is true. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Bitcoin and Ethereum yields come to Bitfinex customers. Cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex has partnered with reward earning platform Celsius Network to give its users an easy way of earning yields on the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP holdings, according to an announcement today. Bitfinex customers can now create and manage an account on Celsius directly via the exchange's platform. Thanks to this integration, users will be able to earn up to 6.2% annually percentage yield on their BTC and up to 6.2% and 4.91% on their ETH and XRP holdings, respectively. We expect this offering to appeal to customers that have bought Bitcoin as a long-term store of value and who also want to earn their assets while they hold, said Bitfinex CTO Paolo Ardoino, adding, our collaboration with Celsius forms part of our mission to empower individuals and let them take control of their finances. There you go. See, I've been talking about Celsius. There's big companies out there that are integrating Celsius within their platform because Celsius gives such amazing rates. Just go to Celsius directly. I'm telling you, I got a referral link below. Check it out. I'm telling you, they keep doing this over and over again. It, it just, I'm surprised they don't have more customers than they already have <clears throat> next news written by scott chipolina bitcoin blockchain sees two stale blocks in one day what bitcoin saw two stale blocks in the blockchain yesterday according to research by bitmex research which publishes evidence based on reports on bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies those two stale blocks were found at heights 650,473 and 650,491, respectively. The stale blocks happen every now and again. A stale block happened in July earlier this year, and two more came in August. While they're not particularly dangerous, then then are a few ways they could signify uh, they could they could slightly affect the network. But it's rare that they they come along quite this often. A stale, uh, stale blocks don't indicate anything disastrous on the blockchain, they, but they do indicate poor network 
propagation. In other words, a stub block res uh, results in wasted work. Or proof of work which can make the network cheaper to attack. A spokesperson at BitMEX researcher, uh, research told Decrypt. Uh, what are stub blocks? Uh, stub blocks are valid blocks that are uh, nearly become part of the blockchain but narrowly lose out. Uh, the, the Bitcoin blockchain operates on an underlying rule that the longest chain wins. As multiple competing chains get blocks, adding to them, they increase in length. All competing to become the longest. During this contest, uh, some blocks on a shorter chain can get left behind, creating stale blocks. One of the one of the potential risks of stale blocks is that they can give rise to double spending. On January 27, 2020, a three dollar double spend occurred out of the stale block, the first stale block on Bitcoin blockchain since October 2019. But it's very unlikely that it will deliver. It was a deliberate attack. <clears throat> All right. Next news, written by Will Heisman. Uh, Dfinity reveals brain to power its internet computer. Hmm. Dfinity Foundation, a blockchain-based cloud computing firm striving to establish a decentralized internet, today revealed the network nervous system, the brain that hopes will empower the decentralized web. Backed by venture capitalist monoliths, including Anderson Horowitz and Polychain Capital, Dfinity aims to launch the so-called Internet Computer, the alias for its decentralized web later this year. The shipping of the NNS, otherwise known as the Sodium Network, stands for uh, stands uh, stands the final milestone 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 towards the launch goal. The NNS now means the Internet Computer is is feature complete. Uh, said Dominic Williams, founder and chief scientist of Definity Foundation. It represents a uh, seminal moment in the history of the internet. For the first time, internet services will be governed in a completely independent, decentralized manner. Wow, it's finally here! At its core, the NNS is a governance system that regulates Definity's uh, litany of data centers providing everything the network needs to build an open internet including a decentralized finance sector along with host of decentralized decentralized apps and pan industry enterprise systems all of which Definity says will be highly scalable the nns governance systems will run on a native token dubbed icp these tokens fuel Definity's decentralized web akin to how eth provides gas for the ethereum network ICP can also be used to participate in governance, allowing holders to vote on the proposal that will shape the future of the internet computer. Awesome. That's extremely exciting. I'm really, really excited about that. Can't wait. Can't wait. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Hackers sell $13 million of $281 million Qcoin uh, haul so far. One of the biggest hacks against the cryptocurrency exchange in recent memory took place last week. Just how big was it? And where is all the crypto now going? Blockchain investigation software Elliptic has crunched the numbers. Using publicly available on-chain data and its tracking software, the British company found that the hacker on Friday stole $281,455,300 from the cryptocurrency exchange Qcoin and has so far sold $13.2 million on decentralized exchanges. Qcoin said that the hacker accessed the exchange's account through a private key that somehow got leaked. They, 
then they stole $281.5 million worth of a variety of cryptocurrencies. About $152 million of the haul uh, was in Ethereum's based ERC-20 tokens. To deal with the hack, crypto projects froze about $130 million worth of the hackers' money. They did this by issuing an, up an update to the blockchain that invalidated all, all of the stolen coins. In traditional finance, this would be akin to a bank invalidating a large transaction or freezing an account, but they didn't invalidate all of it. And this week, the hacker has started to launder some of what's left. Uh, the hacker has seemingly chosen decentralized exchanges to wash the stolen loot. Since these sorts of trading platforms are unregulated and it's difficult to freeze funds for, on them, centralized exchanges such as Coinbase or Binance, by comparison, are run by companies who can control the flow of funds on their exchanges. Okay, so where is it at? Let's see here. Scroll on down. Um, a bunch of numbers. Uh, trading all this money. Okay, whatever. Uh, next news. <clears throat> Uh, written by Andrew Hayward, crypto startup Salt must offer refunds on $47 million ICO, SEC. What? The United States Security and Exchange Commission announced today that Salt Blockchain, the company behind cryptocurrency backed loan service Salt Lending, must refund customers that purchased its Salt tokens during its an initial coin offering in 2017. According to the SEC, the ICO represented an illegally unregistered security offerings. All told, the ICO raised $47 million from June through December 2017, although an additional $1.2 million worth of SALT tokens were sold through August 2019. SALT blockchain, which, uh, which the cease and desist order notes has been cooperative in the investigations, has agreed to issue refunds to any customers who purchase SALT tokens by the end of 2019. Once the refund program has, is launched, customers must register a claim within three months. The firm must also repay to a $250,000 civil fee to the SEC within 10 days and will register the SALT tokens as a security. SALT tokens were originally sold for $10 a piece during the ICO, but now trade for just $0.05, cents, according to CoinGecko. That's insane. Salt Lending launched in early 2018 following the ICO, allowing cryptocurrency owners to take out a loan with their own crypto using, used as collateral. That way, users are able to receive a cash loan without selling off their crypto holdings. In November 2018, the Wall Street Journal reported that the company was under investigations by the SEC in regards to its ICO. According to the report, uh, Salt Lending has been served with a subpoena by the SEC in February 2018 seeking records related to the ICO. Next news, written by The Defiant. Some DeFi forks are evolving from copies to unique projects. <clears throat> In the last month, almost every major DeFi project has been forked. Some of the forks have been, even been forked themselves. But do these near copies of projects actually add any value? Or are they simply opportunistic money grabs? Like many, many things in life, the truth isn't always clear-cut. Each fork, from CC Swap to Swerve to Cream, has its own unique value proposition, or lack thereof. While, while they originally started off as pure copy-and-paste clones, forks are growing ever more sophisticated. Along with incentivized community participation, these early experiments show how forks are moving on from their shallow roots into something more. Sushi Shop was the first major fork of a DeFi project announced on August 27th. Sushi Shop was based on Uniswap but added a token governance system. Okay, uh, let's see what else. Uh, did Sushi Shop? Okay, da, 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 da. 
sushi shop sushi okay what else? curve curve dash swerve curve finance is perhaps one of the one of DeFi's projects with the best product market fit in the industry though a custom bonding curve is achieves extremely good slippage for stable asset trading okay what else let's see here beyond copy and paste not all forks are uh, control plus C control plus V copy and paste uh, paste affairs cream finance and snow swap are forks of existing DeFi products which add their own unique value to the ecosystem cream finance is a fork of compound which supports many more coins many of these coins such as comp link and Wi-Fi do not have native staking mechanisms and some may be supported by other lending platforms on cream users can turn these otherwise unproductive assets into yield uh, yield producing assets or collateral for leverage trading okay let's see snow swap what is i don't know i never heard of snow swap snow swap is a new dex which focuses on swapping yield bearing urine finance assets using curve finances pooling algorithm that allows users to swap between the urine finance vaults without having to withdraw and deposit assets between them this uh, this saves users withdrawal cost and time. Okay, from Legos to forks, the ability of DeFi products to integrate one another through APIs and tokens have been DeFi's most powerful feature. Now products are directly copying and modifying other project codes to fit their needs and desires. These forks can be controversial and raise moral 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 questions. Don't the original product founders deserve compensation for their work. Nevertheless, the TVL of some of these fork products prove, uh, proves there exists real demands for them, even if temporary. Okay, yeah, that is true. Next news written by Scott Cipollina. Last time there was a presidential date of debate, Bitcoin's price was $630. Wow, just to go back in time, really. That's, that's amazing. The last time a presidential debate took place in America between a Republican and a Democrat candidate, the price of Bitcoin <clears throat> was less than a tenth of its current value, as spotted by Travis Kling, Chief Investment Officer at Aikigai Asset Management. <clears throat> it goes to show just how much can change in four short years. <clears throat> Give me a second, I need a little water. <clears throat> The last half decade has seen Bitcoin go through some high profile moments, some good, some bad. Various Bitcoin clones were born to born a buy Bitcoin sign was held up in the US Congress and Carlos Matos shouted his love for Bitconnect before it was shut down amidst claims that it was a Ponzi scheme. Yet perhaps the biggest change has been in Bitcoin's price. The last presidential debate, the last time US saw uh, a one-on-one presidential debate was October 19, 2016. As, as we all remember, this debate saw Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump face off. According to CoinMarketCap, Bitcoin's price on this debate was closer to approximately $630. This was the third and final debate between both then-candidates, with the previous two debates taking place on September 26, 2016 and October 9, 2016. Bitcoin saw its price gradually increase during the period, rising from $600 uh, on September 26 to $714 by the end of October. Bitcoin's Christmas Bull After a year of gradual increase in 2017, Bitcoin signed off the year with a bull run that saw the famed crypto, crypto asset reach its all-time highest value. Uh, between December 2017 and 2018, Bitcoin reached its highest uh, that nearly broke $20,000 mark. 
Okay, lower in value but showing resilience. At the moment, Bitcoin is busy entering uncharted territory for the longest period of consecutive days above $10,000. Okay, the crypto community was not impressed with either candidate performance last night, even openly suggesting abstaining from voting. Voting is a waste of time because you can't independently verify the results. You have to trust third parties. With Bitcoin, you can verify. Don't vote. Bitcoin said Pierre Rochard, Bitcoin strategist at Kraken. The one thing most people in crypto still agree on Bitcoin. Ooh, love that ending. Next news written by Andrew Hayward IRS dishes out $1.25 million for data firms to crack Monero. Earlier this month, the United States Internal Revenue Service put out a call to companies to submit proposals for methods to break the privacy-centric coin Monero with the potential for a $625,000 contract from the chosen firm or firms. The IRS wastes no time in making its decision, announcing today that it has chosen two companies for the task, cryptocurrency investigations and transaction monitoring firm Chainalysis and data forensic analyst firm Integra FEC. Marcella Almeida, the IRS contracting officer on the project, confirmed to Decrypt that each firm received its own contract worth up to $625,000, which means the federal agency is potentially paying up a total of $1.25 million to trace transactions made with the privacy coin. As detailed in the original request, chosen firms will receive an initial $500,000 payment to, de- to develop the proposal, proposed tools or solutions for tracing Monero transactions and then can receive the $125,000 balance if the submitted tool passed uh, testing and is approved. Wow. Well, man. Good luck. Um, yeah, good luck. We'll see how that works. Honestly, I don't want Monero to be cracked, to be honest. To be honest, I, I like privacy coins, um, but I understand why the government wants to do it. Obviously, the IRS wants to know who has Monero, uh, but I like Monero. Next news read by Matthew DeSalvo. Digital currencies may erode dollars role in global finance report. Central banks, digital currencies, CBDCs are likely to transfer, uh, transform the way we live and consumers and financial institutions need to be ready. Deutsche Bank has said CBDCs could have a particularly hefty effect upon the U.S. That's because CBDCs adopted around the world could erode the dollar's prim- uh, primacy in the global financial market. The bank wrote in a September report, Central Bank, uh, Central bank Digital Currencies money reinvented. Specifically, countries could use their own digital currencies to engage in bilateral trades while bypassing the U.S. dollar. Dollars are involved in nearly 90% of global transactions, according to the Bank of International Settlements. It's the world's primary reserve currency. So, although such technology could be beneficial, such as... uh, such as through lower interest rates, it could be disruptive both for the banking sector and the practicalities of central bank policies. According to the report, 80% of the world's central banks are researching whether a CBDC could benefit their respective economies. CBDCs differ from other digital currencies like Bitcoin as they are issued and regulated by governments and are pegged to the fiat currency. A CBDC would work by digitizing the US dollar or Japanese yen, for example. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next news. Uh, 
Mm, written by Alexander Behrens. Ave issued $500 million in, in DeFi Flash loans in just nine months. <clears throat> DeFi lending and borrowing platform Ave has issued nearly a half a billion dollars in Flash loans this year, as users employ the novel financial tool to make well-sized transactions without putting up collateral. Ave has issued more than $498 million in Flash loans, increasing its dollar haul by more than 55% during the month of September, according to Ave Analytics data provider AveWatch. Flash loans, which Ave made available nine months ago, allow DeFi users to pay a nominal fee to the to use asset pools in Ave smart contracts for micro micro term loans. The growing loan volume shows just how much the nascent DeFi space has to offer when it comes to financial innovations. DeFi is short for decentralized finance, a system of automated protocols running on blockchain technology that allows financial activities like taking loans or earning interest on deposits without any centralized third-party coordination. Instead, coded script known as smart contracts execute user requests, lowering overhead costs and opening up new financial strategies. Flash Loans allows tech technically minded Ave users to take out multi-million dollar loans for a fee of less than 0.1%. So long as, as they are able to pay the loan back during the course of a single Ethereum transaction block, which typically lasts less than 30 seconds. They have a variety of uses, such as allowing loans to be inexpensively shifted from one service to another, but the most common application is for arbitrage, where a user buys one asset at a lower price from one place, then immediately sells the same asset at a higher price in a different place. Normally. Arbitrage requires an existing reserve of capital, but flash loans allow anyone to access millions of capital if they can identify opportunities and develop the right code. Alright, that's awesome. That's a good way to make millions, huh? If you're good at numbers. That's a big risk, though. Because if you lose, you lose a lot. Uh, next news, written by Jeff Benson. SEC wins historic lawsuit against kick over $100 million ICO. The U.S. District Court Judge Alvin Hellerstein today granted the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission its motion for summary judgment against Kik Interactive, which the SEC alleged offering King Ken digital tokens in violation of Federal Securities Act. Their ruling comes more than just six months after both sides filed motions for summary judgment, seeking to bring the court case to end without trial. Now the historic civil case is one step closer to its inevitable conclusion, penalties. Kick is a Canadian company with a messenger app of the same name. It saw creating its own cryptocurrency, Kin, as a way of monetizing app usage. Kick sold $50 million worth uh, in Kin tokens from June to September of 2017 as part of a private pre-sale of 250 investors. As part of this simple agreement for future tokens or SAFT, investors understood they were getting in at a discount. They explicitly agreed that they were buying a security. Later in September, Kick held a public sell of the token during which it brought in an additional $49.2 million. When Kin was announced, the SEC had yet to create rules for governing cryptocurrencies like it. The agency's DAO report which set some rough guidelines for when token offerings could be considered securities, came out in July 2017. As Kik was putting, it, putting its sales into motion, two years later, the SEC charged Kik with violating Section 5 of the Securities Act. 
it had offered and sold securities in the U.S. without being registered to do so. Bum, bum, bum. There you go. The next news written by Xiao Kong. Something new is cooking at Sushi Swap. After a peaceful mid- uh, migration of almost $1 billion in funds from Uniswap on September 9th, SushiSwap has seen its trading volume decline by around 70% with its token price following suit. All is far from lost, however, it, its daily volume is still enough to make SushiSwap the fourth largest DEX. In an attempt to parlay that success and retrieve the community, community and perk up its token price, on Tuesday, SushiSwap announced major improvements to both its products and on the community management end. What's cooking at SushiSwap? On the product side, it released a newly redesigned website at the at a new URL where, where users can see all their sushi in one place. The the Omasake Bar, a SushiSwap reduced emissions program, also started where two-thirds of the new sushi are locked up for six months. This could be a way to prevent the price from further decline. And finally, it offered up a weekly rotating menu of rewards pools with nine going live already. From there, uh, from a community perspective, Sushi's core team underwent some major changes. Though Sam Bankman Freed led Sushi Shop to safety, the new head of chief is now Zero X Makai, who assembled a team of early contributors and volunteers. A growth fund was established to attract and reward more volunteers. Okay. Community approval. So far, so good. According to Sushi Sushi Files, uh, who spoke with Decrypt, one community member said he's bullish because of the experienced and intelligent devs whose single goal is to make Sushi competitive and take on the Uniswap. He believes that so far the community is hodling firm, but at some point, Hedge funds and crypto funds will develop a taste for sushi. Okay. Is Solana and SushiSwap's future? Focusing on community appears to be a smart move if it wants to compete up against Uniswap and other forks. After all, why would anyone farm on SushiSwap when there are so many other options? That's why SushiSwap needs to offer competitive rates and novel products. And that requires a community of devs and operators to push the project forward. A glance at Sushi's Discord channel reveals that the community has been proposing and executing new features such as flash loans, stop orders, and margin tradings. Okay, another project Bankman Freed has been pushing is Sushi's migration from Ethereum to Solana, a public blockchain that in- that will enable tiny 0.00002 gas fees. Wow, one second settlement times and customizable automated market maker parameters. There's been significant support for the idea, but in the end, whether it happens will come down to whether the community is excited enough about it to build it, he said. That is amazing. What's a Solana? 0.00002. Wow, that's insane. I wish Ethereum had those kind of gas fees. That would be awesome. Anyways, Cryptonauts, that is the end of our crypto news of the day. I greatly appreciate you all around the world for listening to this podcast. I do truly appreciate it. And I appreciate those that are hanging out in Discord and chit-chatting with me. I like talking about crypto, so if you want to chit-chat crypto, definitely head on over to Discord and chit-chat with me there. Um, with that said, Cryptonauts, uh, 
I highly recommend you check out uh, Celsius Network. Um, it's, it's so easy now. It's it's. I remember when I first started, it was very difficult to try to get um, any kind of interest or return on your crypto. Now, it's just Celsius Network has done it all. You just deposit it. There it is. Not only that, swapping is coming real soon uh, within the app. Uh, not only that, you can now buy f- buy crypto with your fiat within the app. It's all built into there. It's like a one-shop stop for, for it all. That's it's 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 amazing. So t- with that said, crypto nuts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios. Adios.